Coming up, Colin and Jimmy welcome the mold medic, Michael Rubino. They talk about moisture, mold, toxicity, and remediation. What are some DIY tips to tackle mold in your home? When should you call an expert and how do you choose the right company? Find out in this episode. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hello, Jim. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm just freaking <laughs> awesome today. How about you, buddy? I am fantastic. That's what I like to hear. You know what's really sad, though? We're really good friends, and we shouldn't lie to each other like that. Well, you know what? Yeah. We're going to lie to everybody else. Save the relationship. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to lie to the audience. <laughs> as far as they know, <laughs> we are great. Don't let them see us sweat. That's right. I'm limping, I'm, I'm limping yeah. with a bad day. How are you doing? I'm freaking fantastic. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, I saw an old man today in the hardware store. He yeah. had the white. Oh, my God. I felt... I, it's me. <laughs> in a couple oh, my more God. Years. It's yep. me in 10 years. The Damn. guy, poor bastard, he's got, he's got uh, white well, white sneakers, uh-huh. black socks. Oh, nice. You know, up, do, up the cap. Do you know that that's back in, though? Like, younger guys are wearing that. Good. Yeah, black yeah. socks good that high up. Yeah. yeah, good. And they have no friends either. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. But. Then, then of course he's got the shorts. Yeah, just like I don't know, like they hit the knees. Yeah, about the knees. But this is the killer. Right? Oh no, here he's he goes. Got a belt. <laughs> yeah, with the suspenders. Oh, nice. So the suspenders around the belt. Right, 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 right. right. It's and, a and a white yeah. t-shirt with the V-neck, and I and he's bow-legged, like I can go <laughs> bowling, he's like bowling between his legs, and I'm like, oh my god, that is me, and he's just shuffling along. <laughs> Probably happy. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you he know? turned around and said, "You're gonna be me someday." I'd be like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See it coming. Yep. See you next week. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> enough, enough, yeah. enough of us just complaining and stuff here. So we have today with us Michael Rubino. He is the Michael. mold medic and also co-owner of All American Restoration. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing you good. Know how we're doing. You yeah. know how we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got to hear a little bit before we started. So, <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting topic because a lot of people ask about it, about get mold. nervous about it, selling the house, mold, yeah, finding it in the attic, mold. Everywhere you got mold, everyone gets scared about it. But we got the guy today, we the do, and the myth, the legend, Michael Robino. <laughs> All right, so Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've been around construction pretty much my whole life. My dad's been a contractor since I'm five years old. Oh, uh, wow. Mainly dealt with uh, fire restoration, which. Uh-oh. If you've ever seen a fire, it gets put out by a ton of water, creates a yeah. perfect opportunity for mold to grow. And so I pretty much have been seeing mold my whole life uh, in that regard and um, dealt a lot with insurance companies as I got older and kind of saw the whole process and uh, realized there was some fundamental flaws in mold remediation in general, which kind of led agree. to uh, me creating a new process, kind of diving into the science behind that. And it led to this book called The Mold Medic. And uh, okay. now I'm now I'm on with you guys. <laughs> yeah, the pinnacle of your what career, I guess. Yes. <laughs> what an adventure. Yes. So that's how you got into it. Your dad construction, fire damage, and then you just said, "Hey, there's 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 a space for me here," and you wanted to you wanted to do it, right? Basically, how it worked. 
Pretty much, you know, I, I started in, uh, went to school, started in marketing and things like that. And then, you know, it just came time to where I was like, why don't I utilize what I know in marketing and go work for my dad? And it just took on a life of its own from there. Once I really started to see the problems, I was like, well, this sounds like uh, we just need some new solutions here. And hmm. after I started diving into that, it just took on a life of its own. People are terrified of mold. Oh, terrified. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, from A to Z. Uh, people who don't even know what mold is, um, and they and they they're afraid to death if they know if it's in their house or if they're going to buy a house and stuff like that. Um, so I guess now I would volley it back to you. Um, a lot of dangerous mold, not so much dangerous mold. Some mold are, is dangerous, or some of it's not. Well, sure, yeah. There's a hundred thousand different types of mold. We don't oh, know everything go. about it. We only got a half hour show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't even. We don't even know all hundred thousand types of mold that there are. We just know that there are, and it grows. You know, it's it's been growing ever since. Um, you know, there's obviously parts of mold that are created through water damage, like your stachybotrys. We've all heard of this term, toxic black mold. That's yeah. the marketing term for stachybotrys. We have ketomium, which is another toxigenic mold. Also tends to be black in color. Uh, another form of, let's call it toxic black mold, right? Then you have uh, aspergillus, which is interesting because I would say aspergillus is probably the mold that people are referring to when they say that they have mildew in their house. And typically it's going to be whitish or greenish, could even be pinkish in color. Um, mm -hmm. But it's more of like a fuzzier growth, that uh, mildew-like feel that you would uh, experience in your bathroom or something like that. And that's an right. allergenic mold. The tricky part about that is that allergenic mold can also produce mycotoxins. If I haven't lost you already, mycotoxins are toxins <laughs> produced by certain species of mold. And uh, <laughs> I'm on right. the edge of my seat, Mike. Keep going. Right. All of this is fast. not meant to be scary, right? Because right. really, we're only scared of things we don't know much about. And uh, the idea is that mold is something that we don't know much about, but we should know more about. And honestly, if we control the source of moisture or water coming into the building, we can control the ability for mold to grow. And therefore, when mold comes into our house very naturally, because it's part of our ecosystem, it's not creating this level of toxicity that we need to be worried about. Interesting. I've what? never heard anybody say, you know, not to necessarily fear mold. You know, that right. it's, it's, it's quite normal to have it. So that's, that's very interesting. So, Michael, if I can share this with you, and this is just in the back of my mind, and I was just thinking about this before. There is a level of trust that you have to have when someone comes to your house, whether it's through the insurance company, and they say mold. Um, sure. Because, you know, you may not, like we just discussed really quick, I can't even remember the name of the Astrodophilus mold that you just said. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out close. there. You got to give him credit. He was close. If I don't know mold and I'm just a homeowner, and if you are, you know, if you wanted to take one over on me, which I know you're mm -hmm. not the kind of a guy who would do that, right. but they can go in there and say, oh my God, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to rip this out, you got to rip that out. And the, the, the mold mediation price must skyrocket. Sure. You know, I have sure. to be honest. I've been on a job where the walls had just got wet. I mean, they were just they weren't even it wasn't even 12 hours since the water was. And they're ripping it all out. I mean, mm -hmm. and then they've gotten the whole place. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm like saying to myself, do you really need to do that? It didn't even hit that wall. Why are you taking that set of that? I'm saying to myself, why are you taking that wall out? You know, but like so, Jimmy yeah. said, you know, you also can scare the homeowner into thinking, you know, if that got wet, it's going to grow behind there. You're never going to see it, but it's just going to grow. And, 
you know, it's going to be a problem down the road. And so that's why most, I think, homeowners just go along with it and say, you know, rip it all out. I don't want to have mold in my walls, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, there's things on opposite sides of the spectrum. You know, for me, what I've seen is uh, you have these companies that come in without mentioning any names, but right. national companies, yeah. they yes, come in. Them. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like three days the wa- since the water happened and they're just going in and putting like 15 machines in, billing like $200 a day for these machines. Huh? Yep. And then they're like, but that has to go. That all has to be ripped out. There's mold growing on it. So what was the point of billing $20,000 for all those machines when now you got to do another 20 grand worth of work to fix it? So you you have a lot of stuff like that that happens that gives people a bad rep. And the insurance companies, obviously, they're pissed at this point. So when you have someone that's trying to do the right thing, you know, they almost are like, prove it. You know, they don't believe it. Um, And so we've really created this culture with these fly by night guys and these, you know, these these franchises all over the place. Um, really doing things haphazardly. You know, if it just happened 12 hours ago, just so we know, mold can grow in as quickly as 24 to 48 hours. So 12 hours is below that threshold, right? Mm -hmm. So now at that point, if you dry it out, you're in good shape. The only thing you'd have to worry about is where did the water come from? Are we talking bacteria? Because that's a whole nother story, right? If it's not bacteria, if it was just a, a leak, it was cleaned up in 12 hours, dehumidification systems, you dry out the space, you know? A couple thousand dollars later, the space is dry. There's no damage. You're good to go. Maybe you do some touch-up painting and you're done. Yeah. But So there's two opposite sides of the spectrum. It's doing just the wrong thing altogether that's not really helpful, billing the insurance company and not really solving a problem. And then there's doing way too much, right, where you're just like you, know, you have a simple leak in a kitchen. You're like gutting the whole place. You're like, what are right. you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have to I have to say, so help me with this one. Um not really trying to get off the subject here. So say another company goes in there and does mold mediation and they got everything. And the homeowner is skeptical, skeptical about what they did. Who do they go to to check their work? You know what I mean? Yeah. You go to a building inspector. If you build something, who do you go to say, did these mold guys do the right thing? How do you, what do you, who do you go to? Are you ready you know? for this? It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's called a mold inspector. Oh. Very simple. You got a mold no, remediation guy. Their job is to do to to do the remediation. You have a mold inspector. It's actually a separate certification or license, depending on which state you're in. Um, that that actually gives you the capability you have a mold of testing. Inspector? You have a really good. There you go. A little. Up. Uh, oh, did you lose me? Yeah, we lost you for a second. Yeah, we lost okay. you for a second. So all we found out was that there's a mold inspector. So tell us more. All right. So you have you basically have two separate certifications or licenses, depending on which state you're in. You have the licensed mold inspector and a licensed mold remediator. The remediator's job is to do the actual work. The the Mm -hmm. assessor or the inspector's job is to actually do the inspection. And what they'll actually do is test, send the samples to a laboratory to find out if, in fact, there is potentially still mold there. And you'll actually get, you know, real numbers on a page of what's there, if anything at all. And that's your checks and balances. And so, yes, on every project, and some states don't require this, so people can get away with this, but it, it really should have a mold inspector. Did you guys know that mold is actually between two and four micrometers? That's a size, by the way. Did you know that the okay. human eye can only see as small as 50 to 60 micrometers? Okay. So mold is 25 times smaller than what the visible eye can see. Huh. Now you're like, wait a second, but I see mold yeah. on the wall all the time, right? Yeah. Right. There's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of it colonized right there. 
for you to physically see it. That's how small we're dealing with. This is a microorganism for a reason. It's microscopic. Huh. So you I wouldn't like necessarily, so you wouldn't I necessarily like see it. Michael Robino. I'm yeah. telling you. He's good. <laughs> uh, okay. So when you do find it, um, what are the steps that somebody should take? You know, if they think they've got, you know, you, you said there's different places they're going to get mold too. Like, you know, in the bathroom, they're going to see it and they get nervous. You know, do we just kills primate and just forget about it? Or, you know, is it a serious problem? You know, other areas of the house, you know, what, what does somebody do when they see it? Okay. So to answer this question, I got to go with an analogy here. If right. we look at mold, the way we look at a weed, it's going to make life a lot easier. You know, weeds, they're pesky. They get into our front lawn. They start producing more weeds. How does that happen? Well, weeds produce seeds. Those seeds get aerosolized. Mm -hmm. The wind blows, right? It takes it in. It falls into the dirt. It rains. Those seeds have water, nutrients they need in the soil. starts to grow. Well, mold is exactly the same way. Mold has roots called hyphae. They grow into your building materials. So when you see it in your, your, your drywall, you can't just wipe it away. Wiping it away would be mm -hmm. exactly like removing a weed for with its stem and not pulling the roots. It's just going to grow right back. <clears throat> we also gotcha. have to keep in mind about these seeds. We call them spores in the, in the fungal kingdom. And what that mm -hmm. means basically is they're just like seeds. Now they need water to grow. But if there's water present, those seeds are, or spores are going to circulate around the, the house. And once they find a source of moisture, it'll start to grow and colonizing into more mold. That's how mold becomes a problem. It just, it starts somewhere by its ability to grow and it starts growing, uh, circulating around the house, finding more opportunity to grow. Um, a house has lots of opportunity. We have kitchens and bathrooms and toilets and all these things that have sources of water where leaks can happen and mold can mm -hmm. start to grow. So how do you deal with that? Well, you got to remove mold by its roots. How do you do that? You got to physically cut the drywall out. If there's insulation okay. behind that, you got to physically remove the insulation. That's where it's growing into. Uh, once you do that, you want to, you know, basically scrub down the studs. If it's metal studs, it's very easy. Just wipe it down. With right. like, uh, you know, any, any disinfectant with a microfiber towel. Just making sure you physically removed everything that's there. And then we have those spores, those pesky spores. You want to vacuum with a special vacuum called the HEPA vacuum to remove those spores. Do a thorough cleaning with microfiber towels and a disinfectant, right, to remove those seeds uh, and that opportunity for it to grow. That's it. It's that simple. It's very, very simple science. Uh, we we, team, we, set, we tend, to get, uh, tend to get daunted over this. doesn't need to be daunting. Um, but okay. if we don't follow those steps it's likely to grow back. And that's what happens when you hear these horror stories of a failed remediation. It's exactly just missing one of those steps. Okay. Um, is Some people say bleach kills all mold. Is mm -hmm. that true? That's not true, right? Uh, it's not true, unfortunately. Bleach, uh, they found out, does not kill mold. Um, also, if you go on the EPA's website right now, actually, if you Google EPA bleach mold, just those three words, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll pop up uh, EPA's website. Should I use bleach to uh, remove mold? And it'll tell you in, in this uh, note, it's basically this bold letters. It'll say, please note, the objective shouldn't be to kill mold. It should be to remove it because even dead mold could cause adverse health reactions in individuals who are sensitive to mold, which, by Zombies. the way, happens to be about 25 to 30% of the population. Wow. Wow. So just having dead mold, just having that in the house could make some people sick. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? All right. Sports. So we're going to zoom out a bit. Uh oh. 
we go on the American Lung Association's website, we look at what's called particulate matter. Particulate matter is basically foreign substances that, that are in the air that we happen to breathe in, right? Mm -hmm. We know about this term because we've all heard about climate change and outdoor pollution and all that stuff. Well, this happens indoors too. Have you ever like sat by a window and saw that ray of light pass by and you just mm -hmm. happen to catch all the dust and debris floating around your air and you're like, oh crap, yep. I'm breathing that in? Yep. So that's particulate matter. The, the real danger about mold, for instance, is again, going back to the size of it, that between two and four micrometers. Going back to the American Lung Association's website, it says anything smaller than 10 micrometers, the danger is it's so small it passes through our self-defense mechanisms called the respiratory tract and it immediately enters the bloodstream. So it's very like A to B, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's really the danger with mold and, and these par particles in general. So having these dead particles or live particles really doesn't matter because essentially they're still entering our body, causing our immune system to get into this flight or fight response. All right, so if you've got, say, mold in the bathroom, and you want to rip it down, you know, the drywall and, you know, the insulation, everything else. Do you have to worry about it becoming airborne mm. while you're removing it? Yeah. Yes, you do. But okay. how, how you solve that is you basically put the room under negative pressure. How do you do that? Well, think about it like this. Have you ever put a box fan faced outside of a window? Yep. During demolition, you know, yep. to control the dust? Yep. <laughs> exact same concept. You have this negative air mover. Yeah, you vent it outside, and what it does, it draws air towards the window and into this piece of equipment trapped in the HEPA filter, mm -hmm. and not traveling all outside. You know, making a mess everywhere. Okay, that was a big job. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. a big job. It is. It's, you know, and that's why people do get nervous about it. You know. Yeah, when you do it every day, it's like no big deal. It's just no, not sure, you know. But it, yeah, so yeah, when you're faced with this and you have to do something about it and you've never experienced this before, it seems daunting for sure. Right. So, what's a certain chemical, Michael, that a homeowner could use if they're not going to use bleach? Um, I, I'm not trying to take food out of your mouth, but I'm just saying if this people are going to want to do something besides you know, scraping it away and trying to kill it, is there something over the counter you can get, or is there a special yeah. formula that you? supposed to have no i mean you know i would be lying if i said that you couldn't clean it up with anything that you can get your hands on right uh benefect decon 30 is the product that i like because it's botanical uh they use it in hospital grade settings it removes bacteria viruses mold etc you can get it on amazon i think it's like 54 dollars on amazon ships right to your house in two days like what else can you can you not get on amazon <laughs> right? in two days these yeah. days right um, absolutely <laughs> now you can get your mold supplies there so you know for for my DIY people that are looking to remove it, I recommend that. Uh, you know, it's it's great stuff, and it's safe for kids, pets, all that stuff. Because, you know, the thing about chemicals, if we know a lot about chemicals, it's yeah, it's it'll kill mold. It also is you know slowly killing you as well. So yeah, it's killing right. you the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, try I try to do botanical as much as possible, and thankfully there is that that route with mold. And have it be that powerful too, which is great. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some freaking horror stories where you go into a house and the thing has been it's just it's just a loaf of bread. And people have been living with that stuff for like can't understand why they're coughing and sneezing and they're so sick you want, because I got, I got a great one. If you I got yeah, a great, yeah, 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 we love these. Go ahead. All right. So the I get a call from uh, I guess it's a it's a, a gentleman's grandson or something like that. It was a place in Brooklyn, New York. I go out there. It's a basement apartment. 
which is very common. You know, honestly, probably not the grip, the best living conditions considering it's subgrade, but hey, there we are. I walk in and there's literally mushrooms growing on the wall. I mean, that the oh. whole wall is completely black, mushrooms Go growing away. on the wall. And this guy is just straight living there. <laughs> he was an older Italian guy. He spoke not a lick of English. I'm literally <laughs> trying to communicate with him through Google Translate. Basically wow. telling him you need to get out of your place. This is not healthy, <laughs> and uh, you know it's going to cost a lot of money to fix. Where's your insurance company? I'm like, you know, trying to contact his insurance company. I'm like, this guy doesn't even speak oh, English. Wow. Uh, oh, how do we help wow. this guy? Can you come out here? And they denied him coverage oh. because he didn't have mold coverage on his policy. Oh. He had to pay everything I out of pocket. That. And this Everything was a guy who saved every single dollar I think he's ever earned yeah. in his entire life. I'm pretty sure he just reached under his mattress and was like, here, <laughs> fix my problem, you know? Right. But it was like, I mean, I'll never forget this story because it's it was just incredible. And this guy was just living there, breathing that in, coughing, had no idea that it was potentially making him sick. And it just really like kind of struck a chord with me. Like, wow, there's yeah. not enough information out there, education, because- we come from this society where it's like, you know, throw some bleach on it, just paint over it with some kills, you know, and right, we don't really, right. uh, we haven't studied the effects of it as much as we have, you know, in the past couple of years. So we're moving in the right direction, but man, that was a crazy one. Wow. All right. So let's go to fact or myth real quick while you just said that. Sure. So bleach does not really kill mold. Fact or myth? Bleach does not really kill mold. That's a fact. Okay, great. Two, uh, Finding mold on the wall, scraping it off, and putting kills on the wall, not necessarily, well, that does not kill the mold either. That's a fact that it does not kill the mold. Bang. Wow. Um, and yet they, they say it does. No? Well, it depends. It would, I think kills does make like an antimicrobial-based product these it, days. It would, or, yeah. it would encapsulate it, if anything, right? Maybe it encapsulates that. it with latex, right? That's that's the idea behind it. But, you okay. know, it's still alive behind it. You know, maybe right, it goes right. dormant. Maybe it's not producing as much in the air because you've encapsulated. But typically the best strategy would be to remove it first, then encapsulate it, because now you've essentially changed that substrate from semi-porous to non-porous, right? And that's going to make things a lot easier for you to clean up later. Right. Do you find mold in forced air ducts all the time? Do you find that? I do. I find mold, honestly, almost everywhere. So baseboard right, yeah. heating systems, dust can collect, mold can collect there. If you have any sort of temperature differentials where condensation can develop, it can start to grow. Um, forced air systems, you know, anything that has a coil or a fin, essentially mm. can harbor dust, debris, mold, and, uh, you know, provide some sort of moisture and opportunity for it to grow, uh, especially if the conditions are there. So I actually like the central AC systems better because, in today's technology, you can hook up pieces of equipment to it on the return side right, that prevent right. particles as small as seven nanometers getting to the coil, mm -hmm. which is a hundred times smaller than mold, by the way. So if you that's get small, that that's smaller than my, 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 <laughs> microbials. That's smaller than microbials. It's it's microbial? it's, a, it's a, about the size of a virus. So viruses would be a hundred times smaller than mold. So yeah, there's a there's a lot. Why the hell are we worried about COVID? <laughs> <laughs> got the shit out of the house. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm scared so, to death. So when you go to a house, you're looking you're looking at, you know, pretty much whatever they can see. So you're going to investigate further. So what do you do? Air tests? Um, you know, do you try to find other locations to test cuz you can't see it all the time? 
Yeah, you you're, you want to have a sampling strategy. You want to look for signs of potential water intrusion and then sample to see if there is water intrusion that's created mold growth there. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, another myth, talking about factor myth, I think another myth that's important to talk about is a lot of people think that if they've resolved the water problem that the mold just dies and goes away. That's not exactly oh. what happens. It goes dormant, meaning it doesn't have the moisture to actively be producing, colonizing, growing, etc. So it's going to be producing less output into the air but it's mm -hmm. still there and there's still going to be some you know cross contamination with it existing so i think that you know we'll have situations where you can go into a home that's you know 30 40 years old it's had leaks those leaks are, are resolved but there's still mold there and so mm -hmm. you have to kind of look at the history of the house ask a lot of questions try to understand if there's anything that could have happened years ago that wasn't repaired properly and test those areas to see if they're a problem and then you're going to get lab reports right these lab reports are going to say maybe there's a hundred thousand spores there or maybe there's five thousand right and you can say well i think the hundred thousand spores it would probably be a wise investment to remove that whereas you know the the wall that has 50 spores in it you know look if we're chasing utopia great but the 100,000 spores is going to be a lot better money spent than chasing the 50 spores. And, you know, the thing about remediation is it's time and material. So it's the same right. amount of effort to remove 100,000 spores than it is to remove 50 spores. Yep. So we really want to spend our time and money wisely on fixing the problems that are really impacting air quality so mm -hmm. that we know that it's going to have a better chance at making the person feel better. Yeah. So if there's bad air quality, then chances are there is something major going on somewhere that you can see. Yeah, well, fine. typically. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's interesting is like for, again, just going back into the medical community for a second, you know, we take 20,000 breaths per day. So when we're not feeling well, it's amazing that we're not like, hey, I should probably check my air quality, see if there's anything going <laughs> right. on there. Typically, we're yeah. like, you know, I need to drink more water, you know, yeah. uh, or I need to eat better or maybe I need to go on more walks. Right. Yeah. It's just really funny to me how we've kind of ignored this whole uh, sector uh, of mm -hmm. potential issues that we could be experiencing. Right. No, very true. Well, so. All right. So you're in your home now. They listen to the show and they're like, OK, where do I go from, from now? If I'm, <laughs> if I'm concerned and I have mold move in my house. <laughs> Get out. I don't want to move. I love my house. <laughs> but I do feel a little, is it allergies or is it, I'm always feeling this way. How do I try to prevent or how can I stabilize or neutralize the mold in my house that I may have? I can't see them because it's two microbials because it's like my, whatever, but it's there. Yeah. How do we neutralize the house? Well, I think, you know, it, it's a different answer for every single person. That's what right. makes this thing so challenging. There's no like blanket statements that hold true for everybody. Every uh, situation is, is situational, right? So for you, I would say, let's identify if there is a problem, right? Maybe you're having allergies. So maybe, maybe you have other situations happening that you're not cognizant of. Maybe it's not mold, right? The way to determine that would be to get an air analysis, to have somebody like a mold inspector come in and do look at these problem areas if there are any tests whatever needs to be tested and just just give you some data of hey you do have some mold or guess what you don't have any mold mold's not your problem and i think that uh that's something we should probably add to our annual inspection checklist you know checking our air quality just like we're supposed to be checking our roofs and windows and doors and making sure that we yeah, don't have any yeah. potential for leaks which 
Let's be honest. I think some of us neglect to do that as well. We kind of tend to be more reactive than proactive. Wait till it's (laughs) literally raining in our house before we say, oh, I should probably call Larry and get him over here, make a repair here. So I think, um, you know, these are some things that we should add, you know, in in terms of, you know, kind of being proactive. Mm Because guess what? If you find a problem while it's small, it's going to be a lot less expensive to fix than waiting to, uh, you know, before it's literally raining inside your house. Well, I have I have a horror story for you, Michael. Okay. So I'm working on this old old house, um, 1700s, and they have a stone foundation in the basement sub pump. Uh, sub pump failed. Got some water coming in because of the poor drainage. Got the sub pump working. About a month later, two months later, they're selling the house, and the realtor comes to me and says, Jimmy can you go over and clean off the fireplace mantle? It's got mold on it. We got to clean it. It was a green, it was a green mold. Probably the kind of the highly toxic kind of mold that you deal with all the time. Right, Michael. Right. So anyway, (laughs) I go over there and I have a, I have, I'm by myself and I start to look on the fireplace and I see it and I start to wiping it down with bleach, disinfectant, cleaning it down. And for some reason I looked up and all the beams in the hole downstairs in the living room, dining room area, mm-hmm. which was right above where the water was, all green, all over the beams, all, all mold all over it. So I had to back out of that one, call the guys, <laughs> put respirators on. We had to wipe down all the mold. We used, I think we did it. I think we used, um, is it, you get it at Home Depot or Lowe's X14. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to kill mold. I think that's. That's what we used. It was a red bottle, and we sprayed yeah. down the beams and everything else and sprayed everything down, and um, they sold the house. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, everyone's still alive, I hope. You so, haven't gotten the follow-up call but yet? But I know when I, no, when I walked out of there, though, I was like, there was there was none. I mean, I well, as far as I know, now that I can't right. see it, yeah, no. whatever I saw it seems to be gone, but that basement's a problem. It's leaking through the floorboards, you know, the old beam, yeah. the old floors, so... Don't let him have that problem. Yeah, no, I, I could, uh, I cannot understand that horror story and having to be faced with that, and you know, doing what, whatever you thought was right, and trying to help out everybody involved, and you did the best you could, right? Is there a fil- is there a filtration system you can buy to put in your house that would either zap mold or kill mold or shoot something in the air while you live in there to try to keep the mold down? Is there anything that's invented like that? Well, there's a, there's a device called a whole home air purification system that ties in your HVAC. I kind of uh, mentioned it a little earlier. And what it does, it, it just removes tiny, tiny particles from the air. So as that air circulates, it basically turns the HVAC system, which is kind of like the lungs of the home, into a gigantic air purification system. So it's going to trap all these particles that normally would just recirculate around your house and get into your breathing zone and enter your body, and it's gonna trap them and remove them. That's the most effective way to do it. And then obviously, when you do know of a problem where there could be potential mold growing somewhere, you go ahead and eliminate that you know, with a mold inspector, with a mold remediator. But that's probably the best way to not only maintain thereafter, but to take care of some of the issues you, you could be recirculating around your house today. And how about like a dehumidifier? Does that does that help too? Keep oh the moisture yeah, definitely. Yep. So you know, in basements and crawl spaces, that's typically part of the part of our process. Like we're mm-hmm. putting some sort of product like Sherman Williams locks on on the walls, slowing that vapor diffusion, and then we're mm-hmm. installing a dehumidifier again, just 
keeping up with humidity and removing the moisture from the air. Because yeah. typically once you have a relative humidity of 60% or greater, which can happen very easily in basements or crawl spaces, you, you, you have this environment where mold can start to grow. And that's typically how it happens. So with subgrade spaces like that, I mean, dehumidification systems are great. Or if you happen to live in a humid area like Florida, for instance, a whole house dehumidification system to make mm -hmm. sure that your humidity is you know, kept under control is a yep. fantastic idea. Gotcha. Now at the, uh, at the box stores, they do sell like uh, mold kits. So you can see if you got mold, you know, you, you open something up and you see what grows on it and stuff like that. Does those work? Yeah. A Petri dish? Like it's kind of like a Petri dish. Yeah. Yeah. It? I mean, they're, they work, they're limited yeah. in, in ability. Right. I mean, a lot of these things will like turn pink or something if there's mold right. and it's like, okay, I have mold, but it doesn't <laughs> tell you where it's coming from, right. you know, <laughs> what to do about it. Right. There's no actionable right. plan there. Right. So I think it, 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 those things tended to scare the crap out of people more than they actually, uh, you know, can right. help. So I would say it's it's probably better. Like if you just if you are having an argument with your husband or wife and you're like that's mold and you want to get that and swab it and show them yeah it's pink look it's mold that's one thing. But yeah. if you're looking for like an action plan and you want to know what you can do about it, I don't think that's the the right route to go. I think it may just uh, give you a, a false sense of I guess security that you know you now know what it is, but you no idea what to do with it. Yeah. I have a I have a friend Jay. He's very mold sensitive. He can mm, smell it. Really. When I had my Chevy S10 pickup, uh -huh. I got out of my truck and he was like, "Oh, dude." I'm like, "What? You smell like mold?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Where? And then he walked over to my truck and he smelled my truck. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so it had to do something with like the something like the my uh, radiator or something. Mm. There was water or when the when the truck got wet, mm -hmm. so there was mold like in the car in the carpet. Mm -hmm. And he's just like. He just gets nauseous. I mean, I could hire him out to find mold in the house because he could smell it. Could he smell the pot? He didn't do, no. doesn't do pot. Okay. No, but he could <laughs> smell mold. He could smell mold. He could work, work for the police. Yeah. <laughs> for the mold police. Right. The mold police. You got mold or in here. The mold medic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you say, Michael? No, I've had, I've had clients that literally have made that joke. Like, you know, I'm like a mold sniffing dog, they'll say. You know, they can just tell instantly. And uh, it's true because. You know, typically when your immune system's weakened, your your kind of your body reacts in a way where it creates heightened sense, so that you can kind of know what's going on to keep you from you know experiencing or exposing yourself to these things. So there there is people that literally can smell it from a mile away, and that's kind of how they know to stay away. Mm. Huh? Interesting. interesting. Yeah. So tell us about your book. Well, the book is called The Mold Medic, An Expert's yep. Guide on Mold Removal. Um, basically, I wrote that book because uh, after being in the industry for nearly a decade, helping people who typically are sensitive to mold, like your mm -hmm. friend, um, or, or know that they're not uh, feeling well and it's attributed to high levels of mold in their house, uh, we've been handling that for people. And uh, I realized that there were some changes that we've made internally to, to be the best that we possibly can be at doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, there was fundamentals missing from the industry. Uh, the industry follows you know, the standard guidelines by the IICRC S520 uh, for yep. mold remediation. And there is fundamental flaws in, in just missing some of those things that we've noticed that have really helped people. So I wanted to get into the hands of, you know, the right people. Maybe you're sensitive to mold. You pick up that book. You want to read it so you can educate yourself on how to, you know, choose the right person, choose the right inspector, do it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you now you have that information to do so. Or maybe you're an industry professional 
and you're like, hey, I want to see what this guy Michael Rubino does. He's got <laughs> uh, he's got something because people keep calling him, right? So right. maybe they pick up the book and they read it and they're like, huh, I want to try this stuff myself. Yeah. You know, the idea is I want to help people and it's, it's not going to be one house at a time. It's got to be other people doing exactly what we're doing. So hoping that uh, the book sparks enough interest for, from everybody to uh, kind of change the way we look at mold and how to handle it the right way. Nice. Have you ever thought about sending a book to the government going, hey, by the way, what do you think of this? No, <laughs> yeah. Really. Sign it. Sign the book. Yalla, best of luck. Michael Robino. <laughs> Try this out. <laughs> yeah. You. Freaking well, knock on the door, guys. In suits. Yeah. What do you think? I've, I've, written, I've written letters to the State Department on certain things. I mean, we, we uh, there's this is a long uphill battle there. I mean, there's still <laughs> some states don't even have laws around mold. I mean, there's like there's just a lot of work that needs to be done just to have basic basic protections for consumers regarding mold remediation or even insurance, right? And the, how the insurance companies handle claims. So yes, there, there is, you're right. There is a lot of work that needs to be done on the government side. <laughs> Michael, I have to say that I am intrigued of your knowledge of this. Mm. You're not, you know, you're not pitching a company, but you're really giving us an education, which I know our audience will really love what you've done. Yeah. But I think if I may give it a step further for you, um, I would really be tickled pink if you like if you went to the federal government or the Congress or to the to if they ever have like this insurance convention yeah. and you could speak <laughs> about that because it is such a hot and dangerous issue yeah. that people yeah. are now, you know, it, it, when you say mold, it's just like, you know, it, it's scary. It's yeah, like, it's not yeah. just intelligence. in the house. You yeah, know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's the, feelings. Yeah. yeah. The house is falling down. Yeah, no, well, you'll very- be pleased to know I, uh, I, I'm in the works of starting a 501c nonprofit called the Healthy Home Initiative. And uh, that's going to be the primary goal of the foundation is going to be to, to remediate underprivileged families who can't afford remediation, may not mm-hmm. have home, homeowners insurance, and yeah. also to create that education and awareness lobbying the government for the right change and that's that's so drastically needed and so yes i it's it's on my radar you're exactly right you hit the nail on the head and i can't wait to see uh what what comes of that dude you are a great person yeah you really are you're a wonderful and you got good energy it's gonna yeah. it's gonna happen for you yeah i'm well, really thank you. glad i appreciate you that guys oh you're really welcome. and please stay in touch with us and like send us texts or emails and stuff let us know what you're doing and how you're progressing with this. Yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah, we, and we'll post it and let people know about Well, do, do you guys have Instagram? Because I feel like we need to now yep. follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh. We definitely Perfect. do. Yep, yep, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Now, how do people get the book? Let so you guess. get the Amazon? book by going to themoldmedic.com. Which will point you to either Amazon or Barnes & Noble, which is available on both, depending on you know what device you got. Yep. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much a good reads, I think as well, carries it if, if you're into that and, you know, hopefully more bookstores are picking it up every day. Do you have an audio book? I don't have the audio book yet. No. Have no, Jimmy, I, I gotta, have, I gotta get have on Jimmy that. Read it. You want me to do it for you? Jimmy will read it for you. You know, that'd be <laughs> this great. This is bad stuff. <laughs> this is bad stuff. You're going to have that New Hampshire accent. Do I'll, your book. I'll be, I'll be playing. You the know what? I'm sold. Game. You know, we should talk. <laughs> yeah. Where, now, where are you from now right now? Where are you from? Now, I'm actually from New Jersey. That's where our company's headquartered. And right. I am now in Tampa, Florida. So we opened up a, an nice. office here a couple of years ago. And, you know, when when uh, the pandemic hit, I was like, you know, I'd probably feel better if I was locked inside my home, also in Florida, where it's nice and warm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so uh, <laughs> yeah. took that plunge. 
Yeah, yeah, you're speaking my language now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I have to say, I think this is our first author we've had on the program. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Look at us. That's fantastic. I'm glad that I got to break the author cherry there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we well, got the Stephen King of mold. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about mushrooms. Yeah, I come in, I'm like, guys, it's not scary stuff. And then I start naming statistics and all these other things. And yeah, like, it's oh, scary right. stuff. Yeah. Wait, what did he say? Yeah. Hey, do you... Uh, so do you wear uh, ventilation, your equipment, stuff like that? You ever got sick from being in a house? You ever, I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've, you know, like I've walked into houses trying not to scare people with a spacesuit on just to yeah. at least get to get to meet them. And, uh, you know, or, or, you know, sit at their kitchen counter and take my mask off for a little bit to have a, you know, candid conversation. And I've left feeling pretty ill yeah definitely and oh. like so much so where i'm like how is that person living there and not you know dead i mean because right. i would get sick just like almost immediately after leaving so there's been cases like that where i'm like wow it's it's amazing this this person must be such a strong immune system because i was even feeling it just for you know i don't know 10 15 minutes right so wow were you with me when we went into that lady's yeah. house yeah yeah i and thought you had... for sure you're gonna bring this up yeah and, the, and she had the mothballs. Yes. Remember the mothballs were in the house. Yes. And she's sitting there in the chair. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? This is toxic. <laughs> she had mothballs to hide the mold <laughs> and the smell to make the house smell fresh. Yeah. I swear to God, she must have had at least a five gallon bucket of, of freaking mothballs all through the house. <laughs> it was horrific. Yeah. Are you talking uh, about the house we worked well, on? Yeah, the other house that we worked With on. With the yeah. yellow rug, yeah. the Roshag rug, yeah. and the yeah. freaking mold, and on the the, mold on the wall. On the wall. It and the parent, it was their daughter that was staying in the apartment, and the parents like, nah, she's fine. <laughs> I'm oh, like, man. okay. It was a Gambro roof. We went to <laughs> yeah. go change the shingles, and I go to strip it, and my shovel went right through the roof, <laughs> right through the wall. Yeah, I think there's like, what, seven or eight layers on that thing? Yeah. So, yeah. so we go in the house, and I'm like, dude, you cannot believe this. This uh, is, it was black. Oh, well, so gross. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had some hoarder situations with mold oh, and it's like, yeah. you know, I know what your problem is, you know, you mm -hmm. you got crap everywhere and it's yes. just creating trap moisture everywhere, you know, and uh it, this is a big problem. You got to you know, trying to have somebody part with some of their stuff um who who can't do it, you know, is mentally yeah. just can't do it. Right. It's it's really tough. But we've had to, we've had to, you know, almost become like personal therapists at that point, you know, and, and help them go overcome that mental challenge to deal with the mold. And it's, it, it can be pretty, it can be pretty crazy. I was going to say that's like almost a no, no win situation for you. Cause yeah. I mean, they've got to get rid of stuff in order for you to be able to treat the place. And yeah. Yeah. It's, if it, they it's can't do it, then oh, that's tough. Yeah. Mm. Well, this was a great show. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Rubino, thank you very much for coming on the program. We do appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. It was absolutely. awesome. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah. Happy Keep to come on again. Oh, we'll awesome. do it. No, we will. We, we will. Yep. I mean, there's, there's things that come up, and then we'll, we'll probably need a mold fix. Yeah. Maybe yeah. A yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll come I in know. as the impromptu mold expert that just kind of, you know, talks a few minutes about certain things. Sure. Scares everybody, but says it's okay. Right. We got a solution. Here we go. <laughs> Well, you know what, Michael, yep. honestly, if you like, since we're going to do the Instagram thing and if we get in touch with email and stuff like that, if you come across something that's just like, like just bonkers crazy and how to a remedy, you know, let us know. 
because oh. I know we're going to get emails from the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So people are going to be asking questions, and we'll get them back out to you, and we'll try to get the answers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a great talk. show idea for the next time. We'll talk about mold and new construction, and that'll be a mind-blowing discussion. Uh, that would be good. That would be good. I was a framer, and I worked on even, even on the hotels, Mohegan and uh, Foxwood and stuff like that. And when it rained, it poured, and it rained through that building. Yeah. And there's water, standing water there, you know. So, yeah, but but then now new construction is a non-breathable house. So yep, yeah, yep. we've All right, uh, we got plenty to talk to. We got plenty to talk about. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. <laughs> All right, once again, Michael Rubino, thank you mm. very much for joining us. Uh, everybody, pick up the book Mold Medic, and uh, if you're in the New Jersey or Tampa Bay area, call All American Restoration. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having All me. Right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Michael. All right, Jimmy, another great show. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. All right, we'll All see right. everybody next week. See ya. See ya. Bye.